I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. I'm going to sit here while my buddy Paul pours some interesting concoctions he's oh, yeah. got sitting out for us. The main topic of today is creative pace. Not place, not space, but pace. Work too much and you could burn out and maybe even hate what you've become. Too slow and you may have a hard time sticking with what you've done, what you're doing, all that sort of thing, or even growing your business. But what is the perfect pace for creatives from all walks of life? That's a good question. It is a good question. But before we get into it, allow me to introduce my stitched up friend and artist of the four string persuasion, the master of his own connotation and the redeemer of his every implication, Mr. Paul Ramey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. You're mixing all kinds of stuff over there. What do you got going? Oh, I'm mixing some screwball uh, um, whiskey. Yeah. Here, take a shot of that because I need that back. I forgot to. Oh. So you could try some of that straight. What do you think of that? Mmm, peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter whiskey. It's very good. It's kind of dangerous. It is. It's it's like a peanut butter sandwich and a whiskey decided to go together and become one. I'm mixing it with some bourbon cream. Some Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. All right. They tell you're supposed to refrigerate this after you open it, but... Nah, we're good. It's got alcohol in it. We're yeah, good. We're good. good to go. And then put a little bit of cream on top. Yeah. It's good stuff. Heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. Paul is using a uh, unorthodox method of measurement. Uh, he's got a uh, shot glass. He's making a real mess, <laughs> <he's> doing, <laughs> which is okay. It makes us a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a working studio. If it didn't smell like, you know, cigars and whiskey and paint, it wouldn't be right. Right. So usually when I pour this over like a uh, uh, one that's got like a big, uh, yeah. one big cube in it, yeah, it... Uh, it makes a wow, Paul. What? It, I can't. Help I didn't it. know I was going to have to bring you like a a, a cleaning. It usually makes it <laughs> makes a nice top, but I don't have that. So here, all right, that's mine. Yeah. All right, that's kind of neat looking. It's yeah. uh, a little creamy, like it's got this like little creamy head on it. Oh yeah, it's like really a, good. You want to try? Almost like a beer. Yeah, let's try it. You you go first. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I like to have one of these sometimes after work. That is good. It's a it's a little too much cream for me though. Really? Yeah. I'm. Uh, I like it with the cream. It's a nice sweet drink. Yeah. There, it's got to have a name. Can I? Can I add? Yeah, please do. A little. Please bit. do. Do whatever you need. Now I also have some uh, chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. That uh, a drink that I mix in there. Yeah. I call it the sin, but uh, really? I don't have a name for this. Okay. This it's peanut butter delight. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this is quite good. We're both taking drinks at the same time. What do you so think? It's dead air Paul today. Well, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I happened upon that one with the screwball at a bar. And I mean, it's good straight, I think. It's it's better with... How how much how much whiskey did you just put in yours? Was it I, one I just... I put... It's a one-to-one ratio on everything. So one, okay. one thing of bourbon cream, one thing of whiskey, one thing of uh, heavy cream. I would go two ounces of whiskey. Yeah, well, you can when you make your own. Well, I mean, it just it has a more. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> has a has a more um, peanut buttery. I'm with now. Sometimes at home, I'll do like a one and a half of the whiskey to everything yeah. else. But yeah, and then I make it with uh, I got some Jackson Morgan uh, uh, brown sugar and um, brown sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, bourbon cream, and it's real good. Yeah, 
Well, I guess on the on the theme of today, if you don't put that much whiskey in, you're pacing yourself so that you can enjoy more, right? Well, it's, it seems good it thing. all fits. I'm actually kind of interested that you're doing this because, I mean, the art of the drink is is something I really want to talk about eventually on the show. We get some bartenders in here and maybe maybe talk about it. But right, I don't know um, what I'm doing. I just thought this would be a good combo. It is. It's all based on everything's based on the White Russian for me. Yeah, that was the thing kind of opened up. Hey. Some of these mixed drinks, how are you going to put cream in it? That just seems, cream and alcohol seems fucking terrible. Right. But I like really. Like curdle and. Yeah, right. I yeah. really like that. And so now I've been just kind of different little sweet, sweet drinks. I get made fun of a lot by my, you know, bourbon purists and everything. Cause like, <laughs> I want my, I want my whiskey tastes like whiskey. And like, it's cool though. It's got, yeah, you know, yeah. how the fuck do you get a peanut butter? I would never even thought of that, but it's got a good flavor. Yeah. There's, there's no reason not to drink what you like. I mean, that's the right. thing. It, and, and I always argue this with people because sometimes I can be a snob. I know that. People look at me and go, well, why do you have that kind of coffee? Why do you, why do you drink that kind of beer? Why, what's wrong with this kind of beer? And it, it's just personal preference is all it is. And on my end of the spectrum, it looks like uh, snobbery. But, you know, on other people's end of the spectrum, it, it may seem a little bit uh, tacky or cheap or <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. but. At the end of the day, if you don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy it, and why drink it, you know? Anywho, let's get into the topic here. I, the, the idea of pacing for creatives, I think, is quite important. The idea of what? Pacing. Pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, generally speaking, if you work too hard, you're going to burn out if you're not pacing yourself. Like, if you, if you take on too many orders, you don't know how to say no, that sort of thing. You're just going to end up working so much, you resent what you do. Oh, yeah. And and your pace is too high. But if your pace is too low, you're just not, you're probably not up to your potential, right? So there's there's three three points, three main points to this topic that I want to get into that we'll, we'll you know, get into as we go. But uh, delegating work, taking breaks, and sticking to your plans are kind of the, the three main, you know, and Paul's just learning this, folks. He He comes in, you know, pretty much unknowingly into whatever we're going to talk about. So uh, he's seeing this for the first time. This is the first plan show that I've done for a while. I do apologize for that. I, I noticed our uh, analytics, uh, our listenership has gone down, so people may not be enjoying the the rants and the, uh, what do you call it, the unplanned shows so much. Stream but, of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is good. But, you know, I've been pacing myself, too, because I found that I was getting burnt out. I was working 40 to 60 hours a week at, my art and 40 hours a week at my job sleeping four to five hours a day and it just wasn't good Mm. it wasn't healthy i wasn't taking breaks wasn't taking vacations and when i did take a vacation it was you know i i I wasn't on vacation i was still trying to get work done so nonetheless delegating work uh busy tasks things that distract you from being what you do you know if you're a painter trying to relate this the best I can in, in the, the way that I know it. But, you know, if I'm better off at being the painter and it's my art, I can't delegate the art. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I can delegate other things like taxes. I can delegate, you know, get, get a CPA to do all my, you know, behind the scenes bullshit that I don't, I don't really want to look at. Um, as the income gets better, you can also hire people to, maybe do some sales calls for you 
and let people know you're doing work. Well, or, that's why people have business you know, managers. Artists are supposed to be artists. Exactly. And business people do business people. And yeah. Some people do great at putting on both hats. Mm-hmm. I think in the long run, though, your your job is to tackle the high level, high value stuff, right? As the artist, I mean that's that's kind of the thing here when you delegate. It's freeing yourself up. And I know at a at a, um, I don't want to say there's words that are in my head that I don't want to say. But if you're if you're emerging, if you're you know not making your living from your art, I know it's hard to delegate somebody else and pay somebody else because you're taking money away from your work and saying. Well, you know, I, I need to do everything. I need to wear every hat. And there's nothing wrong with knowing how to wear that hat every now and again. But at the same time, I think you'd be surprised just paying somebody a little bit is going to free you up to do the things you want to do. Don't you agree? Well, and it also, it can pay for itself. Somebody doing that, you pay somebody 10, 15%. Yeah, I'm losing that money, but I'm focusing. 45% of my time on this, I can take half of that 45% and put back into my art and produce more. Therefore, I'm making more, selling more. Mm-hmm. That's time that is, is not spent making phone calls and doing stuff right. that, that you don't, that's non value added stuff. So um, it can actually help you make money. I mean, in yeah. the long run. Yeah. And how do you, how do you do it as a, well, I'm, I mean, what are some ways, I guess? A small level for me. I mean, it's just easier to, to just do everything myself because I'm not real, I'm not real busy, but there's got to be, if you're in a band situation, there's always got to be a guy in the band that, that is willing to do that or wants to do that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in my band, Ryan is into that kind of thing. He's in, he's good at that. He's good at networking and he's always been the guy that, that kind of handled the bulk of, of mm-hmm. the business end of things. Um, it's and- interesting that you brought that up because I never, as a solo worker myself, I never really thought so much about in a, within a band you can delegate, which is a good way. Right. I mean, I was thinking about hiring people, professionals outside of my work to say, okay, do this, do that. But, you know, if you've got one guy who's primarily a songwriter, maybe maybe half the band's a, the songwriters, you might have another guy that's good at photography or um, laying things out or whatever. Well, and that sometimes person... the drummer has the van, and that's what the, yeah, you exactly. know. He might not have been as good as the other guy. <laughs> I mean, I've been in, right, in right. musical situations yeah. like that. Well, that guy's got a PA, yeah, and he's good. The other guy's phenomenal. He don't have a PA, so yeah. you got you know. Sometimes <laughs> there's that, but but more for us, it's like that's some rock star shit, isn't well, it, right there? When we de- when we delegate things, it's just like it, sometimes one guy will handle dealing with the shirt dude or some guy will handle um buying a certain percentage of the merch or whatever but you gotta have one person that is kind of watching all that or nobody knows what's going on and i mean in my band it's been you know ryan and 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 that's worked out really good and friends you know you you can look to friends i know i'm cutting you off a lot because i'm trying to really pack a lot in this show but and you're giving me this look. We talked earlier before we started the show. This was the How to Piss Off Paul podcast. Yeah. And uh, friends I'm, do I'm what? trying like, to get there. Friends that do what? <laughs> yeah, you got friends that help you out with certain aspects. Yeah, of, yeah. You can mar- merch. Somebody at the table can help you. Right. You know, 
But that's more on the retail end, but behind the scenes, as far as you got to have somebody that's going to go and pick up the t-shirts, you got to have somebody that's going to go and get the proofs. You got to have somebody that's going to go and and talk and make the deal and then bring it back to the rest of the band and say, hey, this, this, this is X amount. And we usually, we take turns on that kind of stuff. And it depends on somebody's work schedule. If I'm off in the day and I can go pick up stuff or handle the guy, then I do that. Um, Right. But for booking, you can't really have two guys booking things. Or else you get double booked or you miss mm-hmm. miss stuff. You gotta have one entity that's handling that. Yeah. Luckily yeah, we, we yeah. have we, we I've been in bands that has has a guy that's that's kinda handles most of that. Yeah. Same way with the online presence. You have to have I've never really been a fan. I've been in bands where, you know, everybody wanted to be able to have access to the to the Facebook site or to the website or whatever. And it's great to be able to get in there and look at this, but you can't have multiple guys looking at emails. You can't have mobile guys changing things on. You can't have mobile guys yeah. uploading um, somebody has to show be the, dates. Somebody has to be the main manager of yeah, all that kind of stuff. Have, yeah. You know, so. yeah. Um, and thinking about the other creative avenues that people might choose um, who are listening to the show, you know, if you're a solopreneur, so to speak, and you're, you're just a painter, you know, by yourself, Delegating work doesn't have to mean that you're paying somebody all the time either. Sometimes if you got a friend with a camera and they like to take pictures, invite them over, collaborate with them. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do for them that might benefit their business or their hobby or their practice, whatever it is that they're doing, try to collaborate and figure out ways that you can work together to, you know, the rising tide floats all the boats. So if you can work together together, it's just going to be that much better. Well, and the web's a good example of that, too. I mean, it's not, you know, we're on Facebook a lot. We're on social media a lot. But some people, it's just a fucking drag for that. And it, mm-hmm. it, if that's taken away from your art, then that's not good for you. Then you need to have a, um, you know, a friend, a fan, or pay somebody who does that professionally to handle your, your website for you. And then yep. you can send them your pictures and say, hey, make this. You, you can be the greatest artist in the world. You can be the greatest singer in the world, but that doesn't mean you know jack fuck about right. uh, about uploading it into a, a way that's going to be seen by many and, and be yep. aesthetically pleasing on a, a social media platform. Yep. So you can't, you, you have to be willing to let a little bit of that go because all it's doing is ta- when you're fucking with that, it's taken away from you creating, which yep. is the whole it's sole purpose exactly. of you anyway. Your pace gets lost. That's the point. You, you just, you stop maintaining the pace of work that you should be doing or that you're good at. And I'm not saying that everybody has to work, you know, 80 hours a week. It, I mean, if that's your pace, you know, <laughs> that's what you like, then go do that. But I think a lot of us would like to have free time for our families and our friends yeah. and, and things like that. Well, and a lot of us don't think about asking for help. I mean, I do. I ask for help for things. I mean. I got a project coming up. I've asked yep. you for help. I've yep. asked other people for help, but, but we are, we're on a, uh, we're in this collaborative pod and we have yeah. a, a handful of, of people. We have a small tribe here mm-hmm. and we do that. Um, if you're out, if you're out somewhere and you don't have that, you don't, you don't live in a, in an area where you have, um, this kind of, uh, fertile, diverse, artistic, um, people that's mm-hmm. around them then what are you going to do you're going to have to try to somebody you know see who they're working with or try to find somebody you mm-hmm. know do your own research and try to find somebody that can help you uh, 
do that kind of thing and help you get to your goals um, without without you spending so much time on something that you're not a good at or be interested in learning how you don't. I mean, I'm when the internet was new, there was a lot of people was interested in learning HTML to mm -hmm. do their website, and that's mm -hmm. great. And, and that's flash. And, yeah, and flash, <laughs> and, and that's awesome. Yeah. But a lot of the rest of us didn't want to do that, so we had to go to people that 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 knew how to yeah. do it. And it might not and have been, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it might not have been that hard. But again, what's easy for some people is mind-numbingly torture for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So don't be afraid to don't be afraid to to have somebody help you and don't be afraid to spend a little money if you have to because it's worth it. It's just exactly. like your art is worth is worth something. Somebody's time to set this stuff up is worth something. So Exactly. You know we forget that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Stick to the high level work and uh you know let others tackle the work that uh, cost you time and your pace mm -hmm. and you know gives you better efficiency as a as an artist. So Moving on to taking breaks. Um, I'm feeling this, by the way. So I mean, yeah. I know yeah, it always hits. One of those hits me pretty good. It's a good thing that we got an hour before. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When we I'm, get to, when we get the last call, I'm not you like, should probably not. I'm not know. like you. <laughs> I'll listen to you. Yeah, I'm not a drunk. <laughs> anyway, you got that Viking blood, man. You got a tolerance, but I. No, anyway, I won't. I won't be having seconds. Anyway, what Mike? Uh, taking breaks, you know, and and avoiding the feeling that your pace is twenty four seven. That's that's kind of a big deal, especially when you work out of your home, and and you're trying to manipulate your time. For me personally, working this close to the living room where we have the TV and and really even the kitchen for that matter. I mean, I'm I'm a big guy, so for me, I like to go hit the kitchen more than I should. <laughs> right, and Sometimes just walking away from the studio is is too easy. But what happens is I get in the studio, and i i tend I tend to do my thing. And then if I'm out watching television, I'm thinking about being in the studio. Things things just get bad. So when I'm in here, I'm not as efficient. Now that's what I'm talking about here on pace and taking breaks. Learn to put it aside. Learn to say, okay, when I'm in the studio, it's work time. That's it. When I'm out and about taking pictures or doing plein air work outside, it's about doing that work, not everything else. You know, if I want to tell a story, that's great. That's different. You know, learn to learn to take the breaks when you need them. And um, I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but, you know, if you're working under unrealistic deadlines, that's a big deal. You know, learn to stretch your deadlines out. Before the show started, we were talking about a, a project I'm working on with somebody else. And I was adamant about saying, no, you're not going to get this until this date. And even considering that, I have some clients who have waited longer than they should have. I've missed deadlines because it's art for crying out loud. There's sometimes things come up, you know, and I fail. I fail a lot more than I care to admit. I think, I think at the very least, your work hours... Uh, will be inefficient and you'll feel like you're working too hard if you don't learn to take breaks. You know what I'm saying? I do. You know, vacations. But even even with that, I mean, you said something a second, a second ago that kind of made me think. It's like when it's nice out and I'm out on my bike, I think, man, I should be I should be in the studio finishing this, this mm -hmm. CD I've been working on. And then when I'm down there working on it, I think, man, it's nice out. I shouldn't be wasting this day. Right. I should be out living and it's like i cannot get past that but i had a 
couple evenings where I could get, you know, we've talked about that too before, mm-hmm. you know, my, my creative spots is between seven and, and midnight. And that's usually when I'm at yeah. my, at my day slash night job. <laughs> right. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Actually. And that's when, that's when I really feel like, like creating and most of the time, but I had a night off here and there and I was just, I was able to pull the big rusty levers you always <laughs> call it. And I got a lot of work done and I wasn't thinking I should have been doing anything else at the time. And yeah. it was perfect. It was, and it was very creative for me. I got a lot of work done and now I got that out of my system mm-hmm. and it's, it's now I can enjoy taking time off. I think yeah. that that may, that's hard when you know you have things that you want to do, you need to do, you should be doing, but you cannot, you can't be in there 24 hours a day. You have to do something else, man. That's all, it's easier said than done. Try to find that balance. It is. It is. But on the positive end of this, do you find that when you're taking breaks and you've had that relaxation and you're, you're constantly thinking about your work, right? You're cause as creators, I think everybody listening agrees. It's really hard to turn it off. You're always thinking about creative shit mm-hmm. always. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just learning how to put it aside and saying, okay, when I get back to the studio, I'm going to do this. To me, that's the beauty of it. When you take a break, you build up this energy of, man, I can't wait till I get back in the studio. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Whereas if you're working 24-7, like we talked before, without taking breaks, you, you lose that energy. Yeah, your battery's on 10% constantly. Yeah, and you just don't, you don't focus as well when you're in the studio because... You know, and, and I, I get the same way you do when I'm inside and I'm thinking, man, it's so nice out. I like to go out and do this. And even now the, the sun's popping out. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, man, I w- kind of wish I could go out and take pictures of these pretty trees. Right. And here we are because <laughs> it's been nasty for a week. Um, but taking breaks, I think is important. I don't, I don't know. I just, we could beat a dead horse on, on taking breaks, but I think it's really important that you do that. I just, I, I want to add. It even comes down to where if I had the perfect studio for me, it would be, I'd like to have a place where I can have a patio to step right out of the studio, have a smoke and a drink, you know? Right. But, those, you, those but you just said earlier, it's distracting because you have your living room and your kitchen right I here know. too. So it's, it's a trade off. It really is. And it's all in your mind, but yeah, you cannot have a, you can't have a cabin out in the woods to where you're just. <laughs> going to be there because you have to leave so you have to have something that can that you can rest your mind for a minute here or there or yeah. else you're not going to want to leave and come all the way home to to take that break to go back you're wasting more time yeah it's well, imp- it's important to be able to switch that off and on and but not all of us can do it on the musician side of things i can see where having your studio at home can be advantageous because a lot of your work is live i i think yeah. i think you as a musician thrive on the live side of things more than the creative side, even though I think you really dig the creative side of creating. The it's album. probably about 50, 50 for me. Cause yeah. I love being in the studio and messing with things and having accidents happen live. It's a, just a totally different energy, yeah. but it's. It, and that's where I'm envious. Cause yeah. you can get out. I don't, I don't do live painting. <laughs> right. Why not? I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I, I told mean, you I, I went to a show and, um, new year's Eve. Two years ago, I think it was. Yeah, I remember that. And they had a, why the band was playing. He was doing art. And it was like, I mean, it was good. It was, I mean, which is subjective, of course. Right, right. But, I mean, there was a bit of, um, it wasn't like. Like performance art painting. 
it wasn't like Jackson Pollock. Right. But, I, I get where you're But yeah. it wasn't necessary it wasn't necessarily like like some of the stuff we got hanging up in here, but it was right. good. It was like and he was just he was just doing his thing. Yeah. And that was cool. And there's people you could stop and watch him if you wanted, or you could watch the band, or you could and I mean that was cool. It was just a really neat way to bring that all. That is cool. I mean you could do that. Yeah. All right, moving on to Oh fuck you too though. I know, right? <laughs> so like, okay, that's good, Paul. We're gonna go. Um the the third part of this whole trilogy, this this uh this whole thing of pacing yourself, I think sticking to your plans and willing to say no is pretty big in setting your own pace. You know, a lot of us chase trends, you know, mm -hmm. for the money. Because we know that, hey, if I can just make more money, I can do this. If I can just make more money, I can do that. At some level, you don't want to give up your creative drive. You don't want to give up your creative control, your plan, because you're chasing the money, I think. This is my personal opinion. I know there's other people out there. If I wanted to be a commercial illustrator, I'd go work for somebody else and be a commercial illustrator. Right. But as a painter, my goal is to create art that I can be proud of, that it's going to be something that, you know, when I'm dead and gone, might become valuable to somebody else. You know, might end up in a museum, might end up in a personal collection, you know, and I'm not forgotten as an artist over the next two, three, four, five hundred years. That to me is important. It's not important to everybody else. But my plan is to create art that follows that suit. So sometimes when somebody comes along and says, Hey, I got this great idea. I want to do this. And I, you know, I've got this money and I want to throw some money at you. And you want to do this for me because it's a work for hire thing. And that's basically what it works out to be is you're, you're an employee again. So mm -hmm. sometimes you need to be able to say, Nope, that's not in my wheelhouse. It's not something I do. It's not something that I'm comfortable doing. It's not something that I normally do. And I'm not buying new shit so I can do your project. You right. know, that's what, because that happens a lot too. It's like, hey, can you do, I, I need you to airbrush my van. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. You know, I don't want to, I'm not buying an airbrush and new, it's a whole different medium. Go find somebody who does airbrushing on vans, you know? <laughs> You're not going to airbrush my van? No, go to Southern California and find you a guy that's actually really good at it. Because, I mean, there's a ton of people in Southern California that do it really they well. They don't want somebody good at it. They want you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you, you see where I'm going at yeah. with it. You know, um, the, the, it, I think it also can help you with uh, your, your pricing. If, if you're bound and determined to have a plan and you're willing to say no to certain jobs, there's nothing wrong with saying, no, this is what it costs to get me to do that. Mm -hmm. period and i've had a lot of people throw things back in my face and say well i ain't gonna pay that okay because i'm already ready to say no it's actually easier for me to say no now than it is to say yes which i like because it also means i'm leaving a lot of money on the table i know this but at the same time i'm focusing on what i want to do as an artist not what somebody else wants me to do for them i know how bad that sounds by saying yeah, that but way. that's that's I, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. All right. I, well, I feel like I, I feel like I just ran through stick to your plans pretty quick, and you got nothing. <laughs> Keep drinking, Paul. Keep drinking. Drink some more. Drink some more. I can't. I'm, I'm on water. Stick to your plan. <laughs> you can have the rest of this cream. Put that since you don't have any. Yeah. I got two more things at home. So. Okay. I appreciate that. You might make some white Russians later. 
I might. It's good till I they, have some absolute vodka. In it's there. good till the eighteenth. Huh? I might have some Kahlua in there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. To look, I usually have a pretty good mix of things. I don't know. My Kahlua got old. I think I need to pour it out. Uh, you don't have anything for stick to your plans? No. I mean, if nothing. <laughs> no, man. I mean, seriously. Just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. If you don't want to do, if somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to do it, let's like say, don't, you don't have to be a dick about it like you are. But I know. But, you're, you're pretty open, though. I mean, you're like, if somebody comes along and wants me to play the bass line to Dirty Diana, I'm going to do it. You know? Whereas <laughs> somebody else may not. I like that's a good song. It is a good song. It's a well written song. No, but I'm not, I mean, I've been asked to do things that, that would have been kind of cool, but that I just wasn't into. I'm not, I can't, I can't sit in for a country band. I can't sit in for mm-hmm. a top 40 cover band. I just can't, can't, won't, you know, it's just not. Even if it's Sade. <laughs> well, that's neither one of those things that I just said. Yeah, I know. Well, you know. It, but yeah, I would. Yeah, if, Sade's not really if, top 40 if, popular. If, if Paul Demon was, uh, was uh, sick and unavailable to make the gig, yeah, yeah. I would do whatever I had to to, to uh, play with play with them. Yes. Nice. That's different. That's a different thing. But that's something I want to do. It's all right to say yes. It's all right to say no. Yeah. You know what, what's going to make you happy and what's not. And, I mean. And sometimes you got to do it for the money. $20, $20 if you're in a As long as it fits your pace. Again, if you're going back and you're taking on jobs because your pace. Well. You know. Or even if it don't fit your pace, if you got to have, if you got, we got electric bills due, we got. Um, I, that's a good point. We got bills due. Sometimes you got to do things that don't, that don't fit your pace because you got to make money. I mean. Yeah. You got to struggle a little bit too. I think the struggle is good for artists though. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I mean. It's good b- to be hungry. By and large, I'm not hungry anymore. It's. Yeah. It's like that with lyrics. I mean, I've said that a million times. It's hard to play heavy metal, and it's like, yeah, well, my 401k is doing pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> that, and, coin, uh, that, that Sheba on Coinbase is making me rich. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm just not that I angry. I shouldn't say it out loud. It's going to go through the roof. <laughs> but, but seriously, it's hard to, to... That's not things everybody can relate to. Everybody relates to heartbreak. Everybody relates to, to um, not... To open it up, well, almost everybody, more people than not r- relate to opening up the refrigerator yeah. and not having anything. I mean, yeah. we've, most of us have all been there. Yeah. Um, and it makes you hungry to get something. Yes. And that gives you something to prove. Yes. A big driving factor for me has always been trying to prove, you know, to ex exes or uh, ex bandmates yeah. or people in know, general, you know, people or, your, yeah. you know, your dad or whatever, yeah. you know. There's no value in that. You're trying to prove them wrong. I'm going to show you I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do this, and that's a big driving thing. I'm going yeah. to, I'm, spite is a fucking great motivator. Yeah. You know, hatred yeah, yeah, yeah. is a great motivator. Love can be too, but as, as an artist, I think it just depends on whatever, whatever burns inside you. And it's yeah. either, and for me, it's half love and half spite, I think, a lot of times. Yeah. And I just don't care to prove anything yeah. anymore. So I don't have that. I'm not as prolific and I don't push as hard as what I used to because things are, things are pretty good for the most part. Do you think you need to find something else that makes you hungry? I think you got to look for that daily. You got to look for something that's going to, that, yeah, that's going to, that you got an appetite for and you can't quite get enough of. And you can pace it. Yes. Because like drinking, like we're doing here, you have to pace yourself. Because if I, if I drink what I really want to drink right now, do a show, 
I would be trashed by the end of the show. Well, where's the line drawn from interest and obsession? You know, interest and obsession, you know, hunger and... Um, That's a good point. You know, obsession. Yeah. Your pace. So, yeah, your so pace you can to, lead to obsession. You, you have to find you have to find that, and I've been obsessed with music before. I've been where that's been the only thing that was important: eat, sleep, and drink. I mean, I would just eat, sleep, and drink music. I would turn down food. I would turn down sex. I would turn down, yeah. you know, opportunities because I wanted. I was in creative mode, and it's just like I'm just ain't like that now. Yeah, unfortunately, I I get that with my desire to relax these days. I'm getting too comfortable with relaxing. I used to be very hungry at the idea that, hey, I've got to accomplish this before I get old. And it's almost like I realized the, the switch turned and I'm, I'm old. <laughs> you know, uh, you're, you're old now, dude. You got we're to on the back end. We're on the back nine, man. And yeah. You know, I'm I wish very people listening, if you're younger and, and you're listening, you know, there's a lot to this. There, we've, we've, you and I both have been, in this for a long time and never found a level of success that is what people generally look at as saying, wow, they've hit the big time. Right. You know, however, I've done very well. You've done very well. It's a lot of fun. And our plan B's still make us good money and still have a good 401k, still have a good, <laughs> right. you know, there's the insurance and everything else. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, pacing and i know most people listening to this show have those other situations where plan b is paying the bills and plan a is something they just desire to do that's what they're hungry to do but you look back you look back and you think okay i did what i wanted to do and i'm i'm happy with what i had done if i had if i had taken a different road at, at this point or a different roads at this point i may be further along in this area but am I really going to be happy? Am I, it, just like you talk about, if you want to do commercial uh, or ad work or something, mm -hmm. it's great. And if you would like that, then that's wonderful. But if, if you've made stuff over the last 40 years that you're proud of and that, you're, that you like and, and you've had the relationships and you've made, um, you've made art, you've made, made memories, you've made all these things, then, then that's what it's all about. I personally, um, I, I think about that, how for every household name, whether it's an artist or a musician or a director, there are, there are 9 million for every one of those out there doing really, really good stuff right now that at your level, at my level, at the person listening to this level that no one's ever heard of. But if they're happy and they've made a mark on somebody, then that's really all it takes. That is exactly all it takes. I mean, it's, it's one of the things where you just, you got to be true to yourself. And that's where, again, delegating, taking breaks, sticking to your plans really comes into play on your pace. Find your pace, mm -hmm. you know, and move on. Speaking of moving on. All right. Rapid fire. And my, my, rapid fire. my mouse is dead. Is that it? Oh. The little mouse died. My oh, cat, it, my cat well, didn't do it. If you didn't have an apple, it'd probably work. <laughs> no, I just haven't charged it. We have reached a segment of the show where I ask a few rapid-fire questions and give everyone listening enough time to finish their drinks or grab one more. In the case of Paul, he probably better be done yeah, and just drink water. But I might go for a second one. So, number one, as artists, 
it's hard to delegate work after all of our vision, um, you know, needs executed by, by us, the artist. And often our work is a solo endeavor. How do we assign others to stick to high level? That way we can stick to our high level tasks. Did that make sense the way I said no, it? That, that's a no, tough not question. even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I think you're cut off as well. I'm trying to take pictures too while we do this. You're trying to do too much. I'm pacing myself, dude. You're not pacing. You're, you're doing. You're doing. You're trying to be all to everything, and you're nothing to anyone right now. <laughs> That's a good picture. Thank you. Yeah, I won the Halloween contest last night. You did. Speaking of creativity, yeah. Are we going to answer the first one? Or are we well, just going to do have, whatever Paul wants to do? Well, for one thing, you <laughs> you have yet to to actually say the oh, say the question. So oh, I'm just going to give you a second to to. Uh, so Get I, your thoughts. I didn't even put that much creativity how, into my, how, my makeup yesterday, <laughs> and did. I won. You no. did? See, no. you didn't have to try. No, but There's I was just... no pace there. I was just <laughs> feeling it. I got it on, and I was like, man, this less is more approach is really working, yeah. and I went on $175. That's cool. I did notice that there was a scarecrow downtown that kind of had a look of you out there. Kind of had the wedding dress thing going on. And yeah, who who posted that? Stout, I think posted <laughs> yeah, it. It's, it's funny. funny. All right, it's answer funny. your fucking answer. All your right. Question. So, how have you assigned work to others in order to stick to your high level task? Well, just like I said, being in a band situation, I'm usually the I'm in most of the bands I've been in. I've been the second <laughs> the second business guy. You cocksucker. <laughs> I'm 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 just I'm trying to make Paul mad, and he has delegated work before. I've photographed for him before. Yeah, so, so. it's it's uh, <laughs> that I mean that's it. You just uh, like in I hate your guts right now. I, you know I, I could take a good picture just setting the phone or the camera down. That's how good you are, huh? Yeah, not really. Oh, that's good. That's but good. No, Get there's here. been like Get I said, here. there's been things like when it's come to merchandising or um. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of merchandising. It's funny when you pose, or like, oh, he's taking a picture, okay, or I'll go pose, or to talk to the studio, or to talk to <laughs> to line up the session. Then uh, <laughs> I'm making I've, it so hard. I've, right I've done, I've done what I could do, <laughs> or I've asked for you know somebody else that's in the band or somebody yeah. to to take care of that. I mean that's just. If you can do it, great. If you can't do it, that's that's just that I don't think about it any 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 farther than that. Yeah, a lot of it. It's making calls, or if I can't, hey, somebody needs to call this club, and I'm not going to be around when they're available to discuss. But call and see how much yeah. we can get, and yeah. when they're open, let's book this gig. I mean, that's. I I know I was very uh, distracting. Mm-hmm. During this, and, quote, I, and this, I handled number, it like a pro. You did. I you did. I, I hope everybody listening. I, I was. I'm. I'm fucking around here with my camera because it's what I want to do. Paul, this is this is question number one and a half. Oh yeah. As you take pictures, I can sit here and go, "Hey, one and a half. Can you grab my Highland Scotch behind you and the Drambuie? Mm-hmm. That way, I you're can, asking me to do that right now. Is yeah, that yeah, just question? yeah, just grab those two bottles, and uh, I'd have to get up. I know, I know, it's it's a terrible thing, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's one of the things I want to try. There ain't much in there. I know there's enough for me though. Do you want some? No. <laughs> I think so. 
I'm trying to trying to get that last call in, you know. So this is drink number two, folks. This is uh I'm doing a fifty fifty blend of Drambuie. I don't think fifty fifty is gonna fit in there. <laughs> no, it's probably not. Um Drambuie and Scotch. You gonna put a little it's, bit of that uh peanut rust- butter in it? No, I'm not. It's, it's a rusty rusty nail. Actually, no, I don't want to do it. I think it'll ruin it. I really do. And I'm not willing to try it. And that was not 50-50 blend. That was uh, more like 75% Drambuie and 25%. Yeah, well, it's smaller at the bottom of the glass. It is smaller down there. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway. That's why I measured it using a shot glass. I don't think that was that hard. It wasn't. I I, I knew better. I did when I was pouring it. I just wanted to finish, but it was bo- both Pour bottles. cream in it. You need to put that in the oh, fridge. Oh, yuck. I don't, want, right. I don't want cream in this. All right. Number... Two. There's <laughs> nothing rapid about this. Uh, do you take scheduled breaks when you create? Scheduled? No. I don't schedule them, but when I feel like I'm I'm hitting the wall and I don't feel like I can push through it, then I just I stop. Or if I've been been doing a lot, I'll take the be like, hey, next weekend I just need to no rehearsals, no studio, nothing. Let's just if you want to call that a schedule, but it's not yeah. like on the, I don't put it in the calendar. It's like, all right, I'm going to work from here to here and I'm going to take this weekend off now. You just, just you kind of wing it I, based I, on, based on your own level of energy. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's nothing wrong with that. You can't, you can't always plan to be inspired and you don't, can't always plan to know when you're going to be spent. That is true. And you mentioned earlier in the show that your creative time is between 7 a.m. and, or 7 p.m. and, Midnight, usually. Midnight. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, when I schedule my work, my work, I'm typically the most creative between, we'll say, noon and five. So for me, it's a rush to get it done before I have to leave for work, which is like at the peak of my yeah. my creative day. I have to stop. And for me, it's almost like somebody kicking me in the nuts mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you've got a job to do. Hey, nobody gives a shit about your art. Hey, you need to go to work and make money. And then the next thing you know, I get all pissy. And that's why I show up at work like I do. You know, I'm more yeah. like uh, Roy Kent when I get to work, you know. Right. Like, bloody hell. You know, I like Roy Kent. You watched that show yet, Ted Lasso? Everyone tells me to. And I ain't watched it yet. Really? I love, I love that show. It's such a feel-good show. Two seasons. I'll watch it eventually. But it's on an Apple product, so you probably won't watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it on a on a device that will allow me to watch it without... It won't. With, you have to watch it. It's Apple, Apple Plus. No, I can get it. Of course you can. You're going to pirate something. I, I don't pirate it. <laughs> There's, I'm a, being a... I'm if a friend it. has it no, and they allow you to watch it, I'll that's not still on... You should come over and start watching with me. No, I already have it in my own home. You have Apple Plus? No. But I have Plex, and I have friends that 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 have. I'm not it a friend. On, you can't watch it here. I'll watch it with you. No, they send it. I want to watch it at my own home. We're going to start a new podcast. Did you watch C? Yeah, it's all. Are you done with this season? Yeah, I, think, I love. I that liked show. it. I really did. I'm even going to. Did my you like Dune? Right I haven't watched Dune yet. Mm. Mm. It's beautiful. <laughs> Aesthetically, it's incredible. Really? Yeah. I, I Jason Momoa is in that too, right? Yeah, he's yeah. getting and so is Batista. Oh, really? Yeah, they're both getting a little bit overexposed, I think. But I do love them both. Mm-hmm. Um, Stellan we Starsgard. We should have the show. Let's do it. I'll yeah. send him a message. We're friends on Instagram. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
That makes it official. <laughs> well, I will. I'll shoot him a thing. He's, I know this guy, you know. But uh, I will. I, I yeah. mean, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll I sold him a painting last week, so maybe I can call him up. That'd be cool. Yeah, I lie. But uh, <laughs> no, to get real quick, though, on the Dune movie, uh, Stellan Starsgard is incredible. Chilling. I've never seen him. Uh, really? Mo- he's the most terrifying movie villain I've seen in a long time. He is fucking, as really? the Baron, he is fucking terrifying. It's got to be better than the old 80s, 90s version. I ain't seen that in a while, but I know I liked it a lot. I, thought I, did, cool. I did too, but I just, it was a little bit over dramatic in some places that the, made me feel like I was watching like 1960s cinema. This has got a lot of that melodrama kind of thing. Does it? It's a little bit, a little bit uh, mm. theater, mm. A little bit, but it's good. I just feel like for a movie that's almost three hours, they didn't take enough time to really flesh out the the conflict between the three main factions they mm-hmm. just kind of expect you to kind of understand mm-hmm. and just buy into that and i feel like that they could have fleshed that out more especially given as long a movie it was that's my only criticism but it's good it's it's basically just a movie setting up part two mm. you know you could do that when i'm gone I, no, of course I don't, the I don't, alcohol be gone too and I, don't, I don't want to do it when you're gone i'm actually kind of do you got any questions it, for me? Well, wait. I, I'm rapid not done yet. Fire. I know it's not very rapid fire, but listen to that sound. Listen, just listen. I love that sound. Why does Every that Every photographer listening right now is going, oh, yeah, that's great. Isn't that digital? Yeah. Then why would it make that sound? Because it's a DSLR. It's got a lens. It's a digital single lens reflex camera. It's got a mirror in it. And it just, it sounds so good. Why does that happen? Can't they make that not happen? Yeah, and and they're doing it to make it quieter. I like the noise. I like to feel it. I want cameras to go back to this as I'm looking at mirrorless cameras to buy to replace all my shit. Um, I just really like Will this. that film underwater? With a case, yeah. I wonder it, without a case. Just submerge it. I want to see what happens. It, it might be okay for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would. I mean, it's weather sealed and all, but it, I don't think it's going to do well if you like soak it. <laughs> You're not even focused. God, I don't even need to, you know, so good. You don't even try. Is that the camera you're going to use to uh, film this tree for me? Uh, Maybe. Um, We should record the next podcast in the car on the trip up. I know. We talked about that at work. It's like, we get coffee. And and if you're driving, I can spike it. Right. (laughs) That actually would be kind of fun. (laughs) Like, not tell anybody. And have the road noise. Yeah. We could do it. It's possible. We have the technology. We could rebuild it. Rapid, rapid fire. Question <laughs> I know, four. I know. Question number three, because we've been doing halves. The fear of missing out or telling potential, uh, telling a potential customer or even collaborator no can lead to a little bit of creative anxiety. A lot. I know. Of, a I, lot of I, anxiety, I do it. I do it a lot. And you know, and you know, after all, we get paid, and we're, uh, you know, when we're able to get paid, and we can do more with what we've. What we've done, and it's always good to get paid, but I keep saying paid like, you know, we got to get paid. Not even that. <laughs> turning something down, turning something down gives, whether it's, it's um, for a photography job, for a painting job, for a, uh, a gig, um, you turn somebody down, that inherently means they're going to get somebody else. Now, I don't believe that just because you got a slice of pie that takes my my piece of pie I was going to have I don't right. subscribe to that but it can stop you from getting offered pie again because 
they will go with this other person and maybe right. their relationship will flourish and, and then they now they, will, they have know, that. Yeah, they're going with you. Or you lost them. if you take a job that you might not have been considering, that can lead to meeting somebody and another relationship yeah. that, that will. But on the negative, it can take you away from your pace. It can. It can. But the question is, at what point do you find it hard to tell someone you don't have time for their project? Well, at, at, at what point? At any point, it's always hard to tell somebody no. I, I think is for, it? for a lot of people, yeah, it's hard to say. See, you got to get better at telling no. You got to, you know, saying no. I mean, in your case, human, I, I get human I, beings I get are it. with music. I know it's a little different because everybody, in your respect, everybody knows this is the style of music you do. This is what you do. You got the whole band involved, that sort of thing. I get I get calls for anime, which I don't do. I get calls for shooting a wedding. I'm a painter. I, right. But it takes me so far off of my pace that I really don't find it hard to tell somebody, no, I'm not going to do it. But, but people I, I, by and large don't get that either with music. They think just because you have a camera, you are a photographer, that means you should be able to shoot anything at any time with a mm -hmm. camera. I mean, that's just people that don't know. The same way with music. I mean, well, at, at some point you're, you're looked at, let's say somebody come to you and said, Paul, I want you to do my backyard festival. I want heavy metal, and I want you guys to party, but it doesn't work out for you. Because I'm, cause I'm out of town that, yeah, it sucks, man. I want, I, we get in that situation a lot. Yeah. Love to do it, but. What causes it, though? It's usually schedule. If it's something you really want to do and it's really hard to say no to, it's because of, because of schedule. One guy's out kayaking or the other guy's. This brings me full circle. To pacing. Your pace is set. Don't fight it. And that's my point. But that's with not this, to be, if it's hard and it's something you really want to do, and it's me, if I got, if I got, if I'm officiating a wedding, so because we've yeah, had yeah. that before, or yeah. there's a concert that I want to go to, that happened when we were doing our show. There's a concert I really want to go to, and we booked, a, um, booked our big show for the year. Mm -hmm. And I was bummed because I wasn't going to be able to go to the show that I wanted to go to. Go see. I want to see Donna Missile in Columbus, mm -hmm. and but I had, I had to. This was the date we had to do this show, so there was a trade off. So I made that decision, and we did, and we were going to do it. But now we're the show got canceled, so I get to go. <laughs> but it, that's when it's hard to hard to say no when yeah. you go to say hey. And that's what I was after. I was trying to get you trying trying to trying to pick at you a little bit. Some people listening might wonder. Why I said in the beginning of the show, my stitched up friend, you had surgery. How is that going? It don't hurt anymore. It don't. I wish they had put dissolvable stitches, but you put stitches. Can you again. feel it tightening up at all? No. No? I had two big cysts on the side of my head, and they say they were, you know, benign. Right. They sent them off anyway, but they'd been there for a long time. But when I started shaving, shaving my head, right. was, one of them was real noticeable, and the other one started hurting a little bit, and I had them cut out. But damn man, they stuck me five times with the numbing, and it was every one of them hurt. It was at what awful. point do you say no? Right, right. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see because you got it's not it's not terrible. No. You're not going to have a, a scar, really. I mean, you will have a scar, but this, it's not like noticeable. One. Yeah, people can't hear you, Paul. You're not talking to the mic. Fuck those people. <laughs> I know. Right? 
Anyway, I think we've reached the end of the show. Do you have any final comments? Any any final thoughts about pacing and and the the overall concept of what we're talking about? You know, just the same thing I always say. It's it's you know you have to you know deep down if you're if you're pushing too hard or you're not pushing enough. If you if you're not where you want to go and you're not scaring yourself occasionally, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. And if yeah. you're comfortable and um, you're you never have any anxiety about anything you're doing or what you're doing. You're not yeah. pushing yourself hard enough. You got to be uncomfortable a little bit, a little bit, and you got to do things to scare you. On the other side, if you're just working all the time and you're just dreading it, and you're sitting down at the easel or you're getting your equipment out and you're just like dreading it, and it just feels like a fucking job, you're then, probably not doing the right thing. Yeah, you're pushing too too hard, probably. Yeah, it, possibly, or you're not doing the right thing. I feel that sometimes. And that's why I quit painting barns. Yeah. It seemed like an easy thing. I could go out and take a picture of a barn and go do my thing and whatever, but that's another story. Anyway, share this episode. Subscribe if you're not already. I'd love for you to leave us a review. I don't, I what don't, happened I don't. to that? Nobody's leaving reviews anymore. Is anybody listening? People only leave reviews if they hate you. I know. If they some bad we need canceled. I know. We need to get cancel culture. We need <laughs> to say something. Culture. Get us canceled. I know. Man, we, all over we love too many people. I know. <laughs> I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. And I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey and your pacing for that matter. <laughs> Let's see it. Pause. I do that all show long. I, I wonder know. when you're editing. I always put little things in there yeah. for you when you're editing. I know. I, see, I hear all kinds of shit. Okay, until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your booze thirsty. See you, Paul. <laughs> One more time. You know what's funny? <laughs> Jesus. The Nikon D800. There's, there's a whole bunch of... <laughs>